It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, five days a week. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, and your team is the Carolina Panthers, and they are still in the thick of things, training camp down there in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and I think things are a little bit cooler for the guys on Tuesday morning, even though there was an issue that we had in training camp, we'll get into that and the status of the Carolina Panthers player who went down and the Panther who, well, no longer is on the roster. Also, Matt Rule talked to the media, heard from Cameron Irving. The left tackle battle is ongoing down there in training camp. A little update on Greg Little. Sam Darnold also speaking to the media and other updates that were going on at the Carolina Panthers as they enter day seven of training camp here on Wednesday, but I'm going to give you that day six recap here on today's episode. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Spotify, on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, and wherever you're listening to the show right now. Also, make sure to tweet at me, at Julian Council. Follow me there, DM me there, because every week I'm going to need your participation Fridays throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason. Going to need your participation for our weekly Friday mailbag, so make sure to go ahead and send in your questions. I've already gotten some questions in from people, so continue to do that as I'll answer them on Friday's morning's show. All right, so as I talked about, the Carolina Panthers finally put on pads for the first time at training camp Tuesday morning in Spartanburg on the campus of Wofford College, but that was not the headline coming out of Spartanburg on Tuesday as Keith Kirkwood, a Panther wide receiver who last season was injured twice because of a broken collarbone in the regular season and in the preseason. So he barely got to play last season. A former Temple player, former New Orleans Saint, has the relationship with Matt Rule and his coaching staff dating back to college, as I mentioned just there. And it halted activities for 12 minutes as he was hit over the middle by UDFA undrafted free agent JT eBay out of the University of South Carolina halted activities for 12 minutes as Kirkwood was courted off of the field after taking a cheap shot over the middle. Looking back at the film that I saw, he was a distant film, but eBay, defensive receiver basically, Keith Kirkwood, eBay hooked his shoulder into his helmet. Kirkwood goes down, and again, 12 minutes pause there as he had to be carted off and taken to a local hospital. Matt Rule, after practice, addressed Kirkwood's injury and also was not happy with eBay in terms of how things went down. I'm sure you guys laughed. I'll, I'll just give you an update on, on Keith first. Um, uh, obviously, I'm no doctor, so I just report what was said to me. But, uh, you know, he, I had, had movement in his legs. I uh, didn't have any pain in his neck. So a lot of that's obviously precautionary. We'll wait to see, you know, after after he's looked at what exactly it is. So, you know, that's but that was just the early signs. So, um 
you know, I think our, if you watched our medical staff, Dr. Gritter, I thought they, they, you know, they obviously stepped in and did everything the right way. So I'm um, anxious to see what they say. Matt, how frustrating is that for you as a coach to, I know you try to keep guys up and, and not have that. I mean, how frustrating is that? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll probably talk about this once, then I'm going to move on. Um, it's completely unacceptable to do something like that. So uh, there's things, bang, bang plays that happen and, you know, guys will hit the ground, but you can't, you can't tee off on somebody. So that's not what we'll do. It's undisciplined by us, so it can't happen. And Rule was actually asked right after that, would eBay remain on the roster? And as we found out later, he would not as he was waived after what happened. And you got to feel awful for Kirkwood. He's a guy who I mentioned he had been injured last season, trying to battle and be a part of this roster. I talked about on the show on Tuesday how he's in the middle of a four-man wide receiver battle, probably for the final two spots on this roster. And to have been injured last season, not really to prove himself, and then to come in this camp this year and hoping that he can prove himself and then to get knocked out by a UDFA and a guy in JT eBay who likely was not going to make the roster has to be extremely frustrating. I imagine that was very frustrating for Matt Rule as well and, of course, Scott Fitter and company as they decided to waive him, knowing that you got to protect your own guy and that was not the situation. And you got to go back to Saturday and even on Monday – the frustrations that Matt Rule has had with the consistency and the maturity of this group and to have someone go out there and do something undisciplined like eBay did, of course, it was a no-brainer that the Carolina Panthers were going to move on from him after what happened that day, and I don't blame them at all. Now, eBay, he did reach out to the Charlotte Observer. He also reached out uh, to Joe Person of The Athletic, reached out to him and his agent just asking for any sort of apology and, and he did apologize saying just checked in with Keith and he's doing okay and understood it was a bang bang football play truthfully I feel terrible for the play I'm glad Keith is doing fine but as a teammate I'm supposed to protect my brothers during practice and I didn't do that today and I let the team and coaches down in hindsight I should have pulled up and punched the ball out rather than taking a thud I didn't have time to process but I should have done that I was aiming for the ball and didn't think I hit him that hard or launched into him. But looking back at the clip, there's different ways to jar the ball, and I didn't choose the most efficient way. Just glad Keith is going to be okay. Practice is is a different tempo where you always go for the ball and not the man. And that's really just the way the NFL has changed and football has changed. And JT eBay, as a safety, coming from college where they have the targeting rule where you don't get fined, you get thrown out of the football game, should have learned by now how he should go about playing the safety position. So he loses an opportunity here in Carolina. Now, thankfully, though, an update that came out later on in the afternoon on Tuesday for Keith Kirkwood was that he is out of the hospital, back on campus at Wofford, and diagnosed with a concussion. So we'll see when he will be back and available for the Carolina Panthers. Matt Rule spoke even more um, to the press after practice about not wanting to see guys get hurt and just the emotions around all of that. Um, you know, I, I, I don't want anyone to get hurt. You know what I'm saying? So I think anytime a player gets hurt, um, it bothers me, whether it's something like that or if it's a guy pulls his hamstring, you know, because I just recognize how much work these guys have put in, you know, and how much, how important this time is for them. So um, everybody, whether it's a guy like Keith that I've known since I coached him in college or a guy that just got here a week ago, um, I don't like, you know, I just as a, as a man, as a person, I don't like seeing anyone laying there in pain um, or, or, or hurting or just, you know, missing reps or battling through it. So I, I can't stand those things. But that is, you know, injuries do happen in football. But um, it's really important to me that when our players do get banged up, you know, whether it's Shaq 
the pull that they know that, you know, their value, their value to me and us is not just what they do on the field. So we care about who they are. So absolutely. Everyone's frustrated all around Matt Rule, especially. And there was practice. They did wait after the 12 minutes and Matt Rule kind of gauged uh, and talked to a couple players, Sam Darnold included, in terms of what they wanted to do, what they felt like they could keep going. He did, Keith Kirkwood, that is, he did have um, uses of his extremities, so it led them to believe that he's going to be okay. So let's go ahead and move on. And really in those situations, as we've seen over the years, like that's just, we've seen plenty of guys, unfortunately, in football, get take shots to the head, get carted off, and then turn out to be just fine. Um, but really it's all precautionary at this point in time. We also had no idea what was going to happen there, but there was a practice that occurred and Matt rule did also speak about how practice went on as a whole before and after the incident involving Keith Kirkwood and JT Bay. You know, I thought that was, it was clean up until that point, And then I thought there was obviously it was a little low. And then I felt like they came back and, 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 and did some good things. You know, defense started adding the pressures in now, the blitzes. So it's not just a moving target now. So you saw the quarterbacks having to scramble a little bit as guys make mistakes. Um, you can see the install, the volume of the install piling up on some of the offensive players. You know, sometimes I'm sure if you guys were watching it, you're saying, why is the quarterback throwing it there? Well, the guy's supposed to be here and he's not there. So those things we have to improve upon. Um, but I do think, you know, the nine on seven, that inside run period was really physical. It was good. Thought for the most part, it was physical and guys took good care of each other. So i um, got some good reps on tape. I'm, anxious, I'm really anxious to go up and watch this. All right. So here's the hoping that Wednesday will be a lot calmer for day two of padded practice for the Carolina Panthers down in Spartanburg. And the pads are on, which means that we can probably have a better gauge on how the left tackle battle is going on in training camp. Cam Irving spoke to the media. Matt Rule also offered an update on Greg Little and Taylor Moten as both of those guys see time on the left side of the offensive line at left tackle. We'll get to that in just a moment. We are in training camp and football season is here, and that means actual football will be here soon enough. Starting Thursday night, the Hall of Fame game going to go on, and you guys can finally bet on some NFL action. And college football also right around the corner. And the best place to do that is bet online. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at bet online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code locked on. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, y'all know me. You've been listening to the show long enough to know that the left tackle battle was one of the key battles I was going to pay attention to heading into training camp. And it's a concern that I have. Cam Irving, uh, Greg Little, Taylor Moten, Trent Scott, Brady Christensen, Dennis Daly. What's five different options, if I can count? 
uh, that are possible to be there at left tackle for the Carolina Panthers come week one. I believe it will be Cam Irving. And at, coming out of mandatory minicamp, Matt Rule at least said he would get the first crack at it. And it will be interesting to see how things play out. As right now, Cam Irving appears to be left tackle one, LT1, uh, if, if you will. So it's interesting to see how things going on down there in Spartanburg. And here's the thing, too. The last couple of days when people were asking questions, Matt Rule really said, I, I can't get really a good determination on these guys until we put pads on. I found a very interesting tweet from Jim Nagy, who is the executive director of the Senior Bowl, who spent some time in the National Football League. He talked about OTAs are all about the skill guys. Training camp evaluations for offensive line and D-line begin for real today when the pads go on. Front offices will generally know that the roster they built is good enough over the next couple weeks. Every GM is banking on the development of some young, big guys. And a young, big guy still is Cam Irving. And Cam Irving is banking on himself as well. He was asked by Joe Personnel of The Athletic if he thinks that the left tackle job is his to lose. That's how I see it. Um, you know, I, I, I approached this camp in this season, um, you know, just with a focus, a, a different focus, just trying to, you know, not worry about the outside noise, not worry about what's going on in the media, not worry about what's going on with, you know, other guys, you know, helping them when I can, but, you know, focusing on me and just making sure I'm doing the things I need to do to get better every day. Along those lines, what's your reaction when you hear talk uh, like, oh, like Taylor should play left tackle, that guy? It is what you just said, man. It's talk. Um, I mean, people inside this organization know uh, what's going on. You know, I, I mean, all I can do is control what I can control. Uh, and that's, you know, control. Uh, that's maximize every opportunity I'm given. Um, I mean, Taylor's a great player. We all know that, you know. So, I mean, he takes reps wherever Coach tells him to take reps, as do I. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's no problem for me. I appreciate that mentality of trying to block out all the noise, especially when there's plenty of fans out there who are wanting to see pretty much anyone else be the left tackle, and not just anyone else, Taylor Moten, your big-time signee, the guy who's making $85 million over the next five seasons here in Carolina, the only consistent and constant on the offensive line. So that's not a bad thought. You go back to the athletic fan poll, there's a lot of people who want to see Brady Christensen start at left tackle. doesn't appear to be the case at all because I haven't read anything about him getting a ton of snaps over there currently. But Taylor Moten is going to continue to get some reps. And Greg Little is also getting some reps at left tackle. Matt Rule actually spoke on Greg Little and what he's seen so far from him in camp. For, for Greg, you know, uh, I think he's progressing. I think he's way further ahead than he was in the spring. Um, he's got stiff competition ahead of him. But uh, I, think, I think Greg's showing progress, you know. Um, so, you know, it'll re I'll really have a better feel over the next three days. I think the next three days are the days I'll really have a feel for you know, the offensive line, feel for the fullbacks, the tight ends. Um, but I think Greg's had a good camp so far. And uh, uh, I think Cam Irvin's just really done a nice job so far. We might be seeing the final weeks of Greg Little as a Carolina Panther. And I kind of go back to that Jim Nagy tweet. Not kind of, but I'm going back to that tweet. And he talks about every GM is banking on the development of some young, big guys. And for Greg Little, he doesn't have the versatility. Trent Scott can play all over the offensive line. Uh, um, Matt Rule said as much as he can play out four different positions. He said the same thing about Brady Christensen. That's why he brought in Cam Irving, why we have uh, Pat Elfline also here in Carolina. But Greg Little, he solely is a left tackle, dating back to high school at Allen, Texas, then playing at Ole Miss. And now with the Carolina Panthers, he's only been a left tackle. So if he's going to make this roster, it's going to have to be at left tackle and have to be as the starting left tackle. He's not getting snaps on the right. He's not getting snaps at guard. He's getting snaps at left tackle. But even when 
Matt Rule brings up the good camp that Greg Little's having. He brings up Cam Irving. And Matt Rule even talked about more of what he's seen out of Cam Irving through the first week of training camp down in Spartanburg. Uh, you know, obviously, I think I think he's done a nice job. He's really athletic, so on the wide zones, he's he's run well. His his set, he's using his hands the way that we want. Um, today was in pads, so we'll see. You know how that looked on, on the tape, but uh, you know he's a really smart, intelligent guy. And um, uh, his main, you know, his main thing has just been staying healthy in his career so far. And so he's made a commitment to stretching and get, keeping his weight up. So um, you know, I'm just every day, just you know, optimistic about that day and and. Being out there today and watching it as it comes at you, you know, it's pretty fast uh, where you stand. But I think from what I saw today, it looked good. I'll have to watch the tape. But um, I think his athleticism is, is really showing. I hope for the sake of everyone here in Carolina that Cam Irving's going to work out. The Panthers prioritized him and Pat Elfline. Those are the first two signings that they made um, once the free agency part period started. The legal tampering period, I guess, technically, when that started on that Monday, and it was confusing to me. It was confusing to a lot of people. I did appreciate the Carolina Panthers going out and finding younger offensive linemen, something that Matt Rule said he wanted to do. It was just, those are the two guys that you decided to bring in. Interesting. And so far, those are the two guys who are starting on the left side of the offensive line at left tackle and left guard, respectively. And Taylor Moten is also someone who's going to continue to get reps, and Matt Rule said as much on Tuesday morning. Yeah, we'll give him some reps. We'll give him some reps. Um... You know, I think a lot of it will depend on how he looks. You know, I mean, if he, if he gets reps on the left side, he looks great. And then we'll give him more reps if he doesn't, you know. But even if he plays on the right side and Cam's left, if he's the next best guy, something happens to Cam, then he'd kick over and Trent will go in on the right. So I'm not saying he will be, but, you know, we want to have that flexibility with everybody. It's really about finding the best five. That's going to include Taylor Moten. It's going to include Matt Paradis. And it looks like it's going to include John Miller. And right now it's including Pat Elfline and Cam Irving. We need to find the best five so that Sam Darnold can get a proper evaluation this upcoming season. It's going to be hard if the offensive line is as poor as it's been the last couple seasons here in Carolina and as poor as it was for him in New York if we're not able to see whether Sam Darnold truly can resurrect his career and take advantage of the weapons that he has on this offense and also take advantage of the mind of Joe Brady and just of the entire organization in the situation he's here in Carolina. I'm hoping it's a better situation for him if the offensive line can come together. And I want to see Sam Darnold at least have a chance. I am skeptical that he actually can make it happen as a starter in the National Football League, but I want him to at least have a fair chance. And not everyone gets a fair chance, which is why I've said, look, I understand all the excuses in New York, but you, at some point in time, you have to show us more. So let's see if Sam Darnold can show us more, but also let's find an offensive line that can give him a chance. And if it's not going to be Sam Darnold for the long run, give whoever the next quarterback in 2022 or whenever also give them a chance to succeed here in Carolina. So very important to figure out the left tackle battle, but also more important to find out who are the five guys that can figure things out. And speaking of Sam Darnold, he spoke to the press after practice also on Tuesday about his comfort level and how he evaluated his first week. And Matt Rule also offered his insights on how Sam Donald's performed so far during camp. So we'll get into that and also other updates going on down in Spartanburg with the Carolina Panthers. Guys, Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. I don't need to keep telling you this, but I'm going to keep telling you this. Built Bar, they're delicious. They have amazing flavors, including coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. There's something for everyone. And I am obsessed with these bars, and so should you. They're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. And here's a really cool thing about Built Bar. If you don't know what flavor you want to get, you can't make up your mind, you have a tough time making any sort of decisions, well, you can get a mix box. 
which means you get two of each of the nine flavors. It's 18 Built Bars in one box. That's a great deal. You know what's also a great deal with Built Bar is the fact that they're healthy. Most flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. Get your butt over to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, I can't do a daily Panthers podcast without giving an update on Sam Darnold, right? Like, he's a starting quarterback here in Carolina. He's the guy that Scott Fitter and Matt Rule are putting their eggs in their basket this season, hoping that he can be the franchise here in Carolina, not just this season, next season, but for the future. Seemingly has jived really well with a lot of guys here in Carolina thus far. And Matt Rule talked about Sam Darnold and what he's seen from him through the first week of camp. I think Sam's doing really well. I think he's, you know, evolving and uh, growing and getting good reps and getting a lot of different looks. And, you know, for the most part, you know, protecting the football. I mean, we've had some turnovers in training camp, but if we had no turnovers, I'd also be upset about the defense. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think uh, I think he's doing a nice job so far. I'm pleased with him. Sam Darnold also took some time on Tuesday to talk to the media, and he talked about his own comfort level in the offense thus far. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's coming along. Um, you know, just learning every day. I think that's... That's the main thing is is coming out here competing and um, learning from mistakes and, you know, taking what I do well and and just remembering that and um, just continuing to compete. I think that's the biggest thing, compete and then learn from it in the film room and and take the coaching. Thus far, he's feeling pretty good playing with these guys. And he also evaluated his first week overall as we've looked at it. There's been ups, there's been downs, but Sam Darnold kind of gave us some insight on how he's felt so far being down in Spartanburg with his teammates and getting to learn his offense and be even more connected with the organization as he hopes to lead them to success in 2021. Yeah, I just, you know, it's really nice, honestly, being here in camp, you know, being able to spend a ton of time with my teammates, not having, you know, any distractions and, you know, once everything's done, you know, whether we're at lunch, team meetings, um, you know, after meetings are done at night, just getting to hang with everyone. I mean, that's honestly the best part of this thing, you know, practicing and all that's fun, but we would be doing that anyways back at home. So, um, you know, it's awesome just to be able to come out here and, and spend time with each other. Um, and then, I mean, the hardest thing for me is just, um, you know, being consistent in practice. I think that's it. Um, you know, coming out here with the, with the right attitude and, um, making sure that, you know, I'm dialed in, in terms of, you know, my protections, uh, concepts, um, what the defense is doing. Um, so I'm just, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm on my P's and Q's and go from there. Everything that has been said about Sam Darnold by Matt Rule, Scott Fitterer, I mean, Darnold himself, Rob Anderson, anyone who's spoken about him, it's all been positive. And of course you're going to talk up your teammates. And right now it's good to hear all that. It's better than, Guys basically just flat out line, but like, eh, I don't really believe in this guy. He's looked apart from what everything I've seen and read and heard from the team and got people down there who are covering him. But here's the thing. We're not going to really get a better grasp on where Darnold is until next week. 
when we they have the joint practices up with the Indianapolis Colts. And then also when you combine that with Sunday's preseason opener, we're going to start seeing just how well he's performing. And maybe not even the preseason opener. You're probably going to find out really more when they do the 1v1 against the Colts defense. A fantastic defense that they have there, led by their defensive coordinator, Matt Eberflus. has done a fantastic job since he's been there um, in Indianapolis. So that's when... We're probably going to find out a little bit more about where Sam Donald really is in his progression, learning this offense, and how he's going to help lead this team heading into the 2021 season. Right now, everything we've heard is great. Spend the next week trying to learn this offense. Then you get up to Indianapolis next week, and that's where we'll start to see where exactly Sam Donald is in his progression and his maturation as the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback. And some other updates going on across camp with JT Ebay being released on waivers the Panthers claim linebacker Nate Hull off waivers from the Texans now he takes that roster spot from safety JT eBay of course who was way because of what happened with him and Keith Kirkwood but really him knocking out Keith Kirkwood and sending him to the hospital it's something that you don't do um, in training camp uh, as far as Nate Hull he went to camp with the Cowboys back in 2019 as an undrafted free agent from Northwestern. He has also spent time with the Bills and Texans and appeared in 10 games for the Houston Texans last season, a 4-12 and football team the Texans were last year. So Nate Hull is at least a camp body. Again, like yesterday um, when they had another linebacker signed, Jonathan Celestin, I don't expect him to make the roster. So both those guys, they're out there. Shaq Thompson, not available. Also, A.J. Boye, not available after pulling something on Monday. So hopefully one of those guys or both those guys will be back in the coming days down there in Spartanburg. And one last update too, Joey Sly. I talked about this. He is the one guy down there in Spartanburg who has gotten zero competition. They brought in kickers through OTAs and mandatory minicamp and no one stuck. Sly beat them out. Sly has had an up and down career so far the last two seasons with the Carolina Panthers. He has been among one of the worst kickers in the NFL. If you just look at the percentages, now a little bit of that was skewed last year because of all the long field goals that Matt Rule asked him to kick. Matt Rule gave an update on what he's seen so far out of Joey Sly in camp. Yeah, I think Joey's been good. I mean, you know, he's, it's unique for a kicker that we have two different holders and two different snappers. Normally you would not do that, and we have done that. So um, he's getting two different sets of timings and holds, and I think it's making him mentally really tough you know i mean I, let me say this joe, joey sly is really mentally tough he's done so much work from last year to this year i think you know i think i was lying out there and he goes out and competes and i think he was like 17 of 19 in the first week i mean so i mean there's not perfect but and he's dealing with different holders different snappers as i said so i think he's handling that change pretty well and he's just going out there and controlling what he can control which is his swing you know his swing timing and his kick so all things good and you would hope so at this point in time there's not a ton of kicking options out there I've always just been about giving some kind of competition I go back to when the Carolina Panthers drafted Harrison Bucker in the seventh round and I know a lot of you uh believe that he should be the kicker here and I, if they would have kept him that would have been fantastic and the Carolina Panthers wouldn't have a kicker issue but Graham Gano was challenged that that preseason in training camp and he beat out Harrison Bucker and went on to be a pro bowler and unfortunately injuries kept him out and was the reason why Marty Hurdy and Matt Rule decided to move on he goes to New York last year with the Giants and misses like what one kick all season the Carolina Panthers are now sitting here hoping fingers crossed that Joey Sly is going to be the right kicker for the Panthers but I just go back to that see that preseason you just think about when you give someone competition 
that pushes them to be better. And there's competition at every single spot on this roster, except for the kicker position. Then again, there's not a ton of guys out there. The Titans themselves are looking for a kicker as they're going through three different dudes. And if they're not working in Tennessee, what makes you think they're going to work here in Carolina? And I guess I can ask myself that question as well. So it's positive to see that Joey Sly currently is doing a good job for the Carolina Panthers as their kicker and is going to be the kicker, um, barring some late change here heading into the 2021 season that wraps up another edition of the locked on panthers podcast part of the locked on podcast network again please make sure to rate review subscribe five stars please on apple Podcasts. also check us out on spotify google Podcasts, stitcher odyssey and wherever you listen to the show follow me julian council on twitter at julian council where you can either dm me or at me for our weekly Friday mailbag throughout the rest of training camp and the preseason. Ask whatever you want to ask me about the Carolina Panthers. I'll answer really any personal questions you have for me too. Uh, So if you got any questions, just send them in. I'll get to them on Friday's show. Again, thank you guys so much for your support so far throughout the entirety of me doing this podcast, but especially now football season is here. Hoping to put out pretty good content for you. Not pretty good, great content for you guys through the rest of the season as hopefully our Carolina Panthers can make a push to the playoffs here in 2021. I will talk to y'all on Wednesday morning. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.